All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce you Cyrus Webb, the conversationalist Cyrus Webb. Uh, Cyrus, let me give them a little bit of the background, how we know each other a little bit. We kind of know, you know, six degrees of separation. This is like two degrees. <laughs> right, right. When I married my wife, she knew Cyrus. And um, I'll tell you the one story that sticks out in my mind. My wife told me about Cyrus. And if those of you being affected by COVID-19, listen to the story and use this to your advantage. And you might not be able to get the same kind of deal he got, but hear me out. Cyrus was a manager at a hotel. Mm -hmm. And he was staying in the hotel, saving up, stacking up his money, from what I understand. And while he was standing up, stacking up his money, he was also using, when it was available, the suites for the uh, business or um, the salons yeah. for the uh, for meetings and stuff. So he could start putting things together from a business standpoint. You say, well, how can that affect me for COVID-19? Well, I'll tell you. You asked for time. You got time. You can't right. say, I don't have time to write a book. I don't have time to start a business. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Take the time. And you're not going to be able to say you don't have the money either because some of this assistance is coming. Use it. Gamble on yourself. If you don't invest yourself, you can't. So, Cyrus, tell us a little bit about how you got started. And other than the fact that you were a manager at a hotel, staying in the hotel, give us a little bit about your background, please. Sure. Well, Chris, let me first of all say thank you so much for having me on your show. I really do appreciate it. You know, and it's great. You know, I, I, tell, I was just talking about your wife the other day because I was doing an interview and someone was asking me about how I started in radio. And it was actually this year will make 17 years that I've been doing radio. And your wife was my very first guest, even though we didn't know she was going to be my very first guest uh, when I first started. Uh, I've been doing radio for 17 years. Uh, I've been um, in broadcasting now for that long. I have a magazine that's celebrating 14 years this month, actually. Uh, and also host a television program slash web series called Cyrus Web Presents. And you're right, it all started with me in 2003. At the time I was in hotel management, I was you know, involved in deeply in, in, the, in the customer service arena, but I was looking for avenues to be able to share my artwork, my poetry, and we had meeting rooms there. So I took advantage of that opportunity um, to be able to host events there, and it was able to grow from there. And that's what helped me to get on the radio and then kind of started me uh, in my career. So, yeah, that's kind of in a nutshell. It, um, you know, the radio show is called Conversations Live, and it really is about connecting people, as you do, Chris, uh, being able to share their stories, um, to share some inspiration, and hopefully to motivate the audience that's listening to these people to see what they can achieve in their own lives. That, that's great. And, you know, one of the things that is, is like, I have more of a, uh, I have a biblical slant. That's just where I come from. And so, like, one of the verses in the Bible that sticks out to me a lot is, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And yeah. a lot of times I just take that second part out because we don't, without your testimony, there's someone out there who, if they don't hear your story, they're not going to make it. They won't right. progress. And there's someone's story that you heard that caused you to progress and so on and so forth. Yeah. So the thing is this, is I think stories are important. I think storytelling is a lost art in our generation. Yeah. Um I think the guys at Marvel doing a great job of storytelling, but because yeah. uh, <laughs> everyone can't wait to the next one. But uh, the thing is, is like storytelling, like I remember growing up and like going around fire campfires and storytelling was a great thing. And I think you do a great job with interviewing people and having conversations. That's also a lost art is being able to communicate effectively to another person and have them communicate, get them to communicate back in an effective manner of 17 years 
he this, look at guys this this is a big uh land for uh this podcast uh <laughs> to tell you the truth he, he he's everywhere he he's all Tyler Perry, Oprah, you name it. He's probably interviewed them or been around them. And it's such a pleasure to have you. You're welcome to be a guest. So if you were in this situation and it was before where you are now, how would you suggest people get started? You know, it, it, you and I were talking briefly before we went on here, Chris. I think I totally agree with what you said at the beginning of the program. This is an opportunity. You know, we hear about blessings in disguises. This is a blessing for many people because it does take away the excuse and it goes to what your real motivation is, right? I mean, you know, I, a lot of people can talk about what they want to do, but until they put forth the action, as you and I both know, nothing's going to happen. So I would tell them to start where they are. You know, it's when I, I tell people I didn't know what I didn't know, and my ignorance turned out to be one of the biggest blessings uh, of my career and of my life because... You know, I didn't have any broadcasting experience, Chris. I didn't go to college. I mean, I really was, I entered this world just because I had a desire to do something and a desire to serve. So I would tell people to discover what your desire is and then look for ways to share that. What's so great about the platform that you and I are using, Chris, is that so much of the internet is free, right? So, I mean, whether you have a Facebook Live, Instagram Live, you know, you're on Periscope, you know, there's LinkedIn that use, use those platforms to share your voice, build your authority. And first of all, I, and I think you would agree with this, Chris, it all begins with the intent though. So you have to know what the goal is. It's not enough to say, I want to make some money. It's not enough to say, I want to be rich. It's not enough to say, you know, I want to, you know, meet Oprah. You have to have something that is going to keep you because Chris, I think you and I would agree also, every day is not going to be the best day. So you have to have something that's going to keep you moving forward even through the tough times. And for many people, this is a tough time. So you have to be able to find something you can lean into and then grow on it from there. I agree so much. You know, I was just, uh, while you're talking there, I, I was thinking about the quote by Henry Ford. Um, I'm sorry, not Henry Ford, but uh, was it Ford or Edison? One of them said, uh, most people miss opportunity because it comes dressed up in overalls. And there's, there's yeah. work. Right. So, like one of the, my favorite things is I love network marketing. I love studying it. I love mm -hmm. The business itself and most people say they haven't been successful in that but i would tell i would argue with them you just never work you want net marketing you don't want network you don't want to work your business and uh, it's one of the saddest things because people say that stuff doesn't work but i say well you have you been to a y they go yeah been to the ymca is there fat people there yeah well you don't say that doesn't work <laughs> you know you go in there to work right. out and get in shape but there's and so the, that whole thing is sometimes we have mental blocks that we have to overcome and I think like you said I, and then I caught what you said about the um, making money's not enough I agree with that because like at the end of the day is people smell a shark when they swim in uh, they have to understand that your motivation has to be something greater than yeah bigger than um, it has to be about like I used to something key earlier service to your fellow mankind we have to provide some kind of service some kind of value that's bigger than what we're going to ask for at the back end. So if you have a $10 right. book, you have to give a hundred dollars worth of service. If you have a hundred dollar program, you get a thousand dollars worth of service. If you have a, a yeah. million dollar uh, something, you got to give a billion dollar value. You can't just uh, ask for something that's that right. you don't any value. So maybe, maybe that's the question is um, someone's just, they're going to hear this and be like, Cyrus and Chris are right. 
uh, I've got to bring value so I can get uh, get some kind of value in exchange. How can they offer, take what they have and offer as value? How would you suggest that? You know, that's a great question, Chris. I think, you know, it, just using myself as an example, and I'm not an expert at this, of course, but just using my own experience. I knew when I began this journey 17 years ago, it, it was going to be a marathon and not a sprint, right? I mean, I knew I was going to get in and just crush it from the very beginning. My first show was horrible. And so your wife came in. <laughs> it saved it and, and really helped me understand something. And I bring that up for this reason. Because I think, you know, unless it's something they're truly passionate about, Chris, they're not going to be able to do it, right? So, you know, they, you have to be something that you are passionate about, that you are willing then to be able to share with someone else. I love the fact you talk about value, because I think one of the biggest mistakes today's entrepreneurs make is that they think, okay, you know, I'm just going to sell, sell, sell. But it really has to be about serve, serve, serve. And I think that's the thing. You have to be willing to serve your audience. You look at these businesses. During what's happening right now in this pandemic, they're finding ways to serve, right? Whether it's curbside service, whether it's being able to, you know, use an app to be able to place an order, or I'll bring it to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, th those are that shows that they're thinking about the customer, and then the customer doesn't mind spending the money because you're providing something that serves them. So I think that's the big thing. You have to look for a way that you can truly serve, and make sure that you know who your audience is. I think that's another mistake, Chris. People make. They think they can just reach the world, right, uh, on the World Wide Web, and it all begins with one person. One of the things, you know, my audience has definitely grown over the years, but I've never allowed the numbers to keep me from realizing that it really is about one person. If one person gets something from what I share, they'll share it with someone else, that person will share it with someone else, and it'll grow from there. I've never thought I need millions of listeners or i got to have, you know, 10,000 followers, you know, to do this. I know it all begins with the power of one, and I think that's really the key to success. That's that's amazing. Um, I'm thinking about something Bob Proctor said. I heard him say, to get where you want to go, first got to know where you're at. You know, right. you, if you, you had a GPS and you couldn't find where you're at, you could never tell you where you want to go. Exactly. Uh, it reminds me, I, I grew up some of my uh, life I spent in uh, North Carolina, and uh, I remember there was this town, I'm not going to mention it, uh, but they said uh, – you can't get there from here. You have to go somewhere else to get there from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I'm not making fun of North Carolina. There's a town in every state that's like that. You know, you got to yes. go somewhere else to get there. So mm -hmm. the thing is, is this, if you don't know where you're at, hone down and find where you're at. Right. And and you got to listen to people like Cyrus. All, he, he is so much uplifting and almost to the point where uh, it's self, it's motivational. Um, and I don't think he even thought of himself in that light, but mm. you can listen to him and he's always trying to bring people up. I, I've never mm. heard him say, well, don't do that. That's stupid or anything like that. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit different. I will tell you if I think something's stupid, but, um, the thing is, is, is this is he's at the side of trying to bring people up. And, um, sometimes I think that, that that's missing as well. The, the positive motivation because people are so beat down. And even with this virus thing, I was listening to someone the other day, and it, this is such um, part of the reason why it's a pandemic. And this is just my belief system intact, is that we focus so much energy on it. Like when you focus energy on something, it grows, right? It's like uh, yeah. they asked Mother Teresa, uh, would she be part of the uh, 
anti-war campaign. She said, no, I'll only join a peace campaign because what yeah. you focus on is what grows. So yeah. you're trying to stop war, you're actually propagating more war. So um, go ahead, I'll let you talk about that for a second because I, I know you got something to say or a thought about that. You know, Chris, well, you, uh, there's a very good friend of mine, and if people aren't following her, her name is Mary Ellen Saganovich. She's out of uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. And she and I host a weekly show on Instagram um, called The Truth of the Day. And she wrote a book called Truth, Taking Responsibility, Unleashes True Healing. It's an acronym. And one of her big sayings is, what you focus on expands. And she helped me to look at this in a totally different way, which is why I wanted to shout her out, because I totally agree with you. I think the problem becomes we focus too much on the problems and not on the solution. So people will look at what's happening today and say, I've lost my job, or this could happen to me, or what if this happens to me, instead of thinking about what can I do right now? How can I be able to use the talent I have to be able to fill in this gap? Or what service can I offer? It goes to what we were just talking about. What, how can we be able to be of service and value instead of thinking about the fear of what might happen? Could you get the virus? Yes. Could you become ill? Yes. But you're not today and you have an opportunity to take advantage of today and what's in front of you instead of thinking about what might happen and then letting these opportunities pass you by. And, and then you'd be worse off because the one, the one true thing we don't have, you can get money back, you can get fame, yeah. fortune back. The one thing you can't ever trade back for is time. That's so true. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's funny because, like, I don't listen to the news much. And really, I just sometimes I turn it on just to see what's going on because sure. it's so negative. Uh, but I saw a report that was really interesting. 170,000 people have had coronavirus and been and, and beat it. So yeah. I think that that's something that's not some a lot of people aren't talking about, but they're only talking about all the people that are getting sick. Well, what about the 170 that beat it? 170,000 yeah. that beat it. So the thing is, is there's always look at it we got to come up with solutions like yeah. you said, instead of always. And I think sometimes like we get stuck in the cycle. The media tries to either make us the victim or the person perpetrating the, 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 the problem causing other people to become victims. So we either have a guilt or shame complex. So we can't move forward. Mm -hmm. And then people become crabs, right? You, you don't want anyone to exceed better than you. So you pull them down. But when right. you realize the world is limitless, right? Uh, there's limitless possibility in the world. Then if you succeed, Cyrus, I don't care because there's plenty of room still for someone like me. And your I feel voice, the same, Chris. Our voices aren't the same. Right. You know, um, we, we look different. Our hair is different. Um, our, our audience is going to be different. I thought that was interesting you said about audience because I, I do a lot of marketing stuff and, and research. And I like Facebook, and they have target audiences and custom audiences. And look like, don't want to get into all that here. But the thing is, I think it was interesting. You said you have one, and when you found that custom avatar—that's what they call it in the marketing world—avatar that represents who your target audience is. I think that's key because most people think they can sell to everybody. They can reach everybody. Yeah. What, let, tell, speak to them. Speak directly to the camera and tell them that it's really help them figure out who that person is for them. Give them the questions or the tools maybe that will help them find that one person they're looking for. 
Yeah. You know, I appreciate that. Chris, I think, you know, and this is, this is a big thing. And look, I think it's great to have confidence in yourself. Ironically, confidence was something I had to grow into. I didn't enter any market, whether it's the lodging industry or even broadcasting, thinking I was the best. I was going to be the best. I didn't think that in the beginning. And I, I think what you have to realize is that, you know, what you have is not going to be for everyone. I think that's the first hard truth. If you are a married person talking about raising a family, myself as a single person, I'm not going to be interested in what you have to say because it does not fit my situation. <laughs> so, you know, if I was a divorced guy and you were talking to life after divorce, coping with divorce, hey, you have my attention, right? I mean, so I think that's it. You have to be able to identify that. But that goes to what you were talking about, about the overalls. Chris, they have to do the work. And like you were talking about, Facebook is a great way to do this because it does allow you to figure out, you know, who your audience is for what you're doing and then to be able to actually go for that audience. And I think when you cast too wide of a net, sure, it would be great if you could grow an audience. But you look at people like Oprah, people like Tony Robbins. They don't have everyone as their audience. Some people don't like Tony for his language. Some people don't like Oprah because she seems larger than life in Pollyanna. I mean, everyone's going to have their own thing, but your thing is just to be able to focus on who you're there to bring value to, who you're there to serve, and then to, to go all in on that because you'll be able to find those people, and those people may end up bringing other people to you. That that that's that's great. That's great advice. I would I would recommend uh, you're you're a book guy. Um, I don't know if you heard the uh, the uh, the book was it Punch Punch Jab. By Gary oh, Jeff, 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 right hook by yeah, Gary. Yeah, I love Gary. I love that book. <laughs> I can't stand his language, but I love, I love, I love his thought process. I love, yeah. How, listen, Gary's a bigger than life personality too. Uh, mm -hmm. When you when you start listening to him, but he's kind of and, and people like that. You have to understand is they didn't necessarily have the confidence up front, but they've gotten it over time because they realized that they know what they're doing and they become. Uh, the guy uh, in Outliers, uh, Malcolm right. Gladwell, said, yeah. if you practice anything 10,000 hours, you become a, a master at it. So mm -hmm. those of you who hear this and want to start a podcast, a vlog, a blog, a business online, uh, take 10,000 hours, practice that. That doesn't mean you're practicing the whole time. Sometimes you're doing something and creating a podcast, creating, and like Cyrus said, he said his first uh, podcast was trash. Until, yeah. until someone came and saved it, my wife. But the thing is this, is even if when you look, when he looks back on that now and he listens to it, he's probably going to be like, that's still not what I do today. Yeah. Over time, it, it evolves. And right. if you wait for everything to be perfect, you won't become what you need to, what the world needs you to be. So true. So, so true. So I was talking about how you've evolved over the years because you're in, you have magazine you're on uh, TV, you're on radio, you're on Facebook, Periscope, Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, wherever. Tell them how you evolved um, and tell them what caused you the, some of the evolution. Some of it was painful, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know this, this is, I'm glad you asked that question because I didn't do it um, because I wanted to do it. And I, and I think people can relate to this. I'm a creature of habit, Chris. Uh, I'm a person, uh, I grew up with my grandmother on, on, um, on instant Folgers Crystals coffee. 
at the age of 44, I still drink instant Folgers <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I, I have never owned a coffee maker. I still boil my hot water in the morning <laughs> and drink my two cups of coffee. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've always felt like, you know, we've heard the saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it, right? So when I first began, to be quite honest with you, 17 years ago, I just knew I wanted to encourage people. I didn't really have that flushed out as to what it was going to look like, you know, as far as on the radio show. Um, after that first show with your wife, it became more clear to me that, okay, I'm going to ask questions. Uh, I'm going to try to spotlight people of different industries. I started off with artists and authors, because that's who I knew. But then when business people start coming to me, I'm like, hmm, I didn't think about, you know, their journey also is like us as an artist, you know? So that kind of grew. So from 2003 to 2006, I was, I was refining that. In 2006, people would come to me and say, hey, that interview you did with such and such, can I read that anywhere? And, and at that time, we didn't do transcribing of interviews and podcasts. And I was like, you know what? No. Well, maybe I should start something where people can go and read it. So that's when I started the magazine in 2006, where I would have an interview. I then would literally take that recording and listen to it myself. I didn't know about transcribing services then. And actually write up the interview as an article. And that's how the magazine came about. And so, you know, I just kind of went from there and... It's grown again over time, but that's really it. It's just, it's basically, again, what we were talking about, Chris, meeting the need of the audience. The audience said to me, I'd like to read that interview. So I then made it available for them. So I wouldn't, as Gary Vee says, I wouldn't cause friction in the market. So that way, if you want to read it, you can do that. If you want to listen to it, you can do that. And then I also, in 2006, started traveling and actually meeting people in person and doing the interviews. So then people got to see the interviews. They got to hear the interviews and read the interviews, and that really has been the foundation of the business. See, those of you listening now, I, I just want to take this minute um, to say, that is how you refine your business. You hear what the, your customers are saying. You know. Let, let's take a look at somebody. Somebody 100 years ago was a staple, is almost bankrupt and belly up, and that's Sears, Roebuck & Co., right? I, I love mm. them because their tools were top-notch tools. Um, they had a guarantee for life. But the thing is, is because of bad business decisions and not growing with the market, right. they, they're pretty, they're owned by Kmart now. Now, nothing against Kmart, but when you hear the name Sears when I was growing up and the word Kmart growing up, you'd want to go to Sears because it was high right. quality. Kmart right. was good for the blue light special and nothing wrong with the blue light special. Mm -hmm. You got to have those. But here's the thing is Cyrus will tell you this. You've got to offer value. So the value yeah. you offer is from somewhere inside, something you know, something only you've been through. There's no two people alike. They always say people like snowflakes, there's no two alike. So you got to offer that to people, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. You know, um, you may be humorous. You may not be humorous. You may be serious. You may be an artist. You may be a singer. Whatever it is, you have a special spin and story. Your story is, I heard someone say, your story is your money. What do you think about that, Cyrus? I agree. I, I really do. And I mean, and I think I wouldn't be where I was, where I am now, without the story. I mean, it was my story that got me on radio. The station owner heard me speak about my journey. 
as a suicide attempt survivor and going through depression and that kind of thing. And he said to me, I, you know, I, I like your personality. I like your honesty. I want to offer you an opportunity. If I wasn't doing that, I wouldn't have ever started on radio because I had no desire to do radio prior to that. So I, I'm, I'm totally with you 100%. You think about people who are so endeared to Oprah. It's because of her journey as an abuse survivor, you know, what she's been able to overcome, you know, coming from Mississippi and, you know, becoming one of the most powerful women, you know, in the world. I mean, it's her story that really is the thing. And I think that's it. Everyone's story, you know, I, I think it was either my Angela or Oprah, you know, their whole thing was everybody has a story. And I think when you're able to take that story and harness it, I think that really is going to be the building block for you. Back in the day, they used to say, what's your elevator pitch? You've got to get yeah. a story. You've got to have your big story, your 2,000 word story, and then you've got to have your 50-second elevator pitch story, right? This is where right. I came from. This is what happened, blah, 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 blah. So keep working on your story, folks. Um, sorry, as we're coming to the end of our time together. we only got 30 minutes. So I got a question. Is there anything that you want to uh, leave with the people? Anything um, you got going on that you want to uh, tell them to go check you out uh, at? Sure. Well, let me say again, Chris, thank you so much for the time and thank you for the platform and for the opportunity you're offering people to be able to share their stories and also to give some advice and encouragement for others. I want to just mention, um, they can go to my website, cyrusweb.com, but I think more important than going to my website, I want to reiterate what you said at the beginning, and that is realize the power of now. The time that we're living in now, it might seem scary. You might have some uncertainty, but there's an opportunity that's there for you. And I really hope the audience, Chris, realizes that opportunity. I had it in 2003. Chris, you've had it in your journey. 2020, I was thinking about this, Chris. People talked about this being the year of the 2020 vision. This could be your opportunity to clear out the clutter mm. and to really focus on what you're supposed to be doing, what you really want to do. I mean, now that you have things that may have been getting in the way, working long hours or, you know, doing other things, now you have the time. I really just would encourage him, Chris, to take advantage of that time. That's so true, Cyrus. And I appreciate you being my guest. Listen, folks, you can follow him at CyrusWeb.com. Is that correct? That's right. You can find him on Facebook at CyrusWeb. Follow him, please. Follow him. He, he'll, he'll come on and he'll have videos. I try to hop on, give him a couple hearts or likes. And I appreciate that. Because I've got stuff. I, you know, sometimes some of these lives come up when you're trying to do something. Right, right. And, and I just want to show him I'm, I'm there to support. You know, hey. I'm I appreciate that, Chris. So, listen, folks. He, you know, if you want to take the Bible at face value, this is faith. Now faith is. It didn't say tomorrow faith is. Yeah. Faith is an act of action word. It's not something that just, I hope one day, maybe, possibly. No, faith is an action word. You've got to make it happen. So now is your time. You, the government's not going to do it for you. Your job, look at, let's just be honest. Your job's not going to do it. 89% of people who have jobs either end up dead or dead broke by age 65. That's just mm -hmm. a true fact. So you don't have to like it. But guess what? Now, now is your chance to own your life. You have two, three weeks. What differences are you going to make? What changes are you going to make? This is Chris Collier. You can follow me at conquerwithchris.com on Facebook uh, at conquerwithchris.com uh, as well and uh, all of our social media. I hope this has added some value to you. Thanks, y'all. Have a great day.